Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Sarah Pollock, and this is In the News from the Irish Times, where we take a close look at the stories that matter. Today... Is it time for New Zealand to reassess its zero-COVID elimination strategy? Just over a week ago, New Zealand went into full lockdown after one positive case of COVID-19 was detected in the country. Confirmation today that deadly and highly infectious Delta variant has spread into the community. On Monday, Prime Minister of New Zealand Jacinda Ardern announced that the country's nationwide level four lockdown measures would continue until the end of this week. For those in Auckland, I have different news. Auckland will remain in alert level four until 11.59pm on 31 August. On Tuesday, the country recorded 41 new positive COVID cases, bringing to 148 the total number of infections during this outbreak. Of those cases, 38 are in Auckland and three are in Wellington. All three. Here in Europe, these case numbers may sound tiny, but in a country which has prided itself on maintaining a zero COVID strategy and eliminating all traces of the disease, just one case is considered a crisis. I mean, I think the thing that um, we keep repeating is that when you start a lockdown, things get worse before they get better. And that's because the cases you see uh, relate to transmission that happened probably still prior to lockdown. So we're still seeing that working its way through the system. So why is the country with the pandemic success story now struggling? And does a policy of total elimination even make sense anymore? Cathy O'Sullivan is Director of Digital News at New Zealand's News Hub media platform, and she lives in Auckland. Cathy, you're an Irish woman, but you're also a Kiwi too, right? How long have you been living in New Zealand? Uh, yeah, so very much uh, Irish New Zealander, have the two passports, although Ireland will always be home to me. I've been here about 15 years now, came here for a year of backpacking, but like many other visitors to New Zealand, ended up staying a lot longer than the one year. And what's it like as a place to live? As you said, Ireland is really home, but it is also very much home for you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a great place to live. Really good quality of life here. The summers are absolutely blissful. But obviously, COVID has changed things, especially for migrants like myself. Um, COVID's made Ireland feel very, very far away. Yeah, that must be tough, right? Because obviously you haven't left the country since before all this started. We can leave the country. It's easy to leave New Zealand, but the problem is actually getting back in. When was the last time you were back in Ireland? The last time I was back in Ireland was 2019 and I was lucky to have my mum and dad here actually just before the pandemic. They left the first day of lockdown, so I was lucky to have them come visit New Zealand as well. 
So I guess over the past 18 months, we've heard now and again about New Zealand because it has been hailed as the success story of the pandemic. And last October, it was ranked best in the world for its response to COVID-19. Can you explain where that reputation came from? Well, I suppose New Zealand's been lauded for its go hard, go early approach to COVID. We went into a very hard lockdown in March last year in what we call a a level four lockdown, which um, meant that, you know, apart from essential services like supermarkets and petrol stations, everything was closed. No schools, no retail, nothing was open. These decisions will place the most significant restrictions on New Zealanders' movements in modern history. This is not a decision taken lightly, but it is our best chance to slow the virus and to save lives. And in the period since then, we've had a few more uh, regional restrictions when other cases popped up in the community. And as a result of that, we've had very relatively very few cases here in New Zealand, just over 3,000 COVID cases in total. And um, thankfully, a very small number of deaths, just 26. They did a rapid rollout of testing, contact tracing, isolation. They made containment work. And that was so effective, they actually went 100 days without a case. The strongest response to the pandemic, I guess, has been on our borders, which has meant that no one other than New Zealand citizens or residents or those with special exemptions are allowed into the country. And when they arrive, they're put into managed isolation. So we've had um, also a few successful months of a travel bubble with Australia and the Cook Islands. But that, again, has been put on pause with the recent Delta outbreak. So overall, we've kind of weathered the COVID storm better than other countries. But I wouldn't say we have come out of it without any damage because there's certainly been damage from from COVID here. And now the country is back in, in full lockdown. And this was initiated because of one positive case that emerged on August 17th. Can you just describe what has happened over the past week since that first case emerged? Where did it come from and how has it spread since? So uh, Tuesday last week, we got a statement from the Ministry of Health informing us that there was a 58-year-old man in the community who had tested positive for COVID. Good evening, everyone. As we advised earlier this afternoon, we have a positive case of COVID-19 in the community. A few hours later, after that statement came out, the Prime Minister announced at a press conference that we would be going into alert level four, which is our strictest level of lockdown. And that came into effect that night. In just hours from now, New Zealand will go into lockdown. It will last for seven days in Auckland, the largest city where the case was detected. And there'll be a three day lockdown in the rest of New Zealand. We had been kind of forewarned a few weeks ago that if there was a case of Delta in the community, that there would be a pretty swift response to that. I know the world's reaction to that one positive case has amused some people, but I think all of us were quite aware that it wasn't just one case. That one case of Delta actually meant there would be probably dozens more active infections in the community, and that's turned out to be the case. And many of those infected people had spent the prior weekend 
with a lot of other people at churches, schools, casinos, bars, you know, just living the, the, the life that we've had here for, for so long. That has prompted a lot of testing and we found a lot more cases um, since then. As a result of the Head Start Delta Head and the fact that it does move rapidly and effectively, we have more than 320 locations of interest. Our more cautious approach to these locations means we also have over 13,000 contacts recorded, far more than we've had in other outbreaks. Coming back to, I guess, where this case came from, because we have so few cases, every single positive case here is genomically sequenced to try and find, I guess, the chain of transmission and where it came from. So the whole genomic sequencing linked that man in the community, his infection, to a person who had arrived from New South Wales in Australia. The results that have come back from our case yesterday tell us two things. First, that we are dealing with the Delta variant. The second thing it tells us is that it has linked the current genome sequencing of cases in the New South Wales outbreak. Our case has originated in Australia. And that person was in a managed isolation facility in Auckland City. So the current working theory is that the infected person who arrived at the hotel, they somehow passed it on to a member of the public. But how it was passed on is still under investigation. And we, we don't really know just yet how it's gone from managed isolation or MIQ, as it's called here, to the public. And before this, what was life like in New Zealand? I mean, aside from not being able to travel, were there any other restrictions in place? And is there a culture of wearing masks in the country? There isn't really a, a big culture of wearing masks here. I mean, you occasionally see people in the supermarket wearing them prior to the outbreak. We do have it as mandatory to wear masks on public transport, on flights. But in general, you wouldn't see people out wearing them prior to this recent outbreak. And life here has been really like... You almost feel guilty sometimes, you know, you're you're at a, you know, a packed All Blacks match or you're out, you know, in a bar with friends. Um, those kind of things have happened when our friends and family at home have been, you know, locked down for months on end and living their lives through Zoom. So, yeah, we felt very lucky and we want to continue to have the freedoms that we've had. So is it safe to say that up until now, the public was pretty supportive of the government's COVID elimination strategy? I mean, did people want to keep it even though it meant they couldn't really leave and then come back into the country? I think the majority of New Zealanders have been largely supportive of keeping COVID out and have been okay with the government response. I mean, we saw that in the results of the general election last year, which gave Jacinda Ardern and the Labour Party even more seats in Parliament. That was a pretty strong mandate for what they were doing. We have seen that support in both urban areas and in rural areas and seats we may have hoped for but in those equally we may not have expected. And for that, I only have two simple words. Thank you. And I think New Zealand also really likes being good at things, really likes being the best at things. And because we've been held up as a world leader in our response, I think that has been a point of pride for people. But I mean, we're a year on now and it is starting to wear on people. 
and with the Delta variant as well being so transmissible, there are people questioning, is this realistic? Is this a long-term strategy? But, you know, one thing we've learned from, I guess, looking across the water at what's been happening in New South Wales in Australia is that half measures can quickly lead to things getting out of control. Sydney notched up Australia's highest ever rise in COVID cases. A record 825 infections, three more deaths, taking the total of this outbreak to 68. Most people, you know, agree that the best option is to go go hard now and relax later if it turns out that we've avoided the worst. We know with Delta, you know, that there really are no second chances and, and hence there has been a fairly good response to the alert level change. What is the COVID situation right now? Where are the numbers at and how fast is it spreading? The outbreak at the moment seems to be limited to Auckland and Wellington, which are two of the country's biggest cities. And as of 1pm today, which is Tuesday, we're up to about 148 cases and um, eight of those are in hospital. And almost half, less than half actually, 58 people are linked to an outbreak at a church. And the majority of those are from the Pacifica community. So there is a lot of concern. We know that our indigenous population, Maori people and the um, Pacific community here are more susceptible to infectious diseases. So there is a lot of concern as well around Delta taking hold of the Pacifica Maori community here. What has the vaccine rollout been like in New Zealand up until now? Recent figures show that just under 20% of New Zealanders are fully vaccinated. Has it sped up in the last week? So in my view, I think it's been really sluggish. I mean, the, the government here has talked up its vaccination rollout and saying it's on plan and this would be the year of the vaccine. We are exactly where we anticipated being right now from the beginning of our vaccination campaign because we always said that it would take us a year and that the second half of the year is when we hit our full scale rollout. But, you know, as you say, We've got 1 million people, around 20% of people are fully vaccinated here and we're almost three quarters of the way into the year. A lot of people feel like our response in terms of the vaccination rollout has not been fast enough. The government say we're going to plan, but, you know, a lot of people really feel that the bar was set quite low and there are calls being made to to ramp up the rollout. They are rolling out, I guess, more drive-through clinics and encouraging people to book their appointments. But many people are turning up for their vaccination appointments to find clinics closed because staff have been redeployed to do COVID testing. And there's a lot of people who were supposed to be in one of the priority groups for vaccination early on in the rollout who still haven't got their jabs or they've been told their appointments aren't going to be until September, October. I guess the other thing with our vaccine rollout here is that we're only using the Pfizer vaccine. There are plans to use the Janssen vaccine, but that's not going to happen until next year. So yeah, there's a lot of concerns over the vaccine rollout and a lot of calls for it to be sped up. Coming up, can New Zealand reopen its borders and maintain a zero COVID policy? Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. 
they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Cathy, there does seem to be some concern now that the New Zealand government's strategy of total elimination of the virus may no longer be fit for purpose. At some point in the future, some of the measures that we are using, like lockdowns, like a very, very you know, constrained border, uh, you can't sustain those forever. And there's also been some criticism that the country is stuck in the mindset of the first wave from back in early 2020. What are scientists saying about Prime Minister Ardern's apparent determination to stand by the elimination strategy? Well, I think it is going to be an ongoing bone of contention between certain scientists and the government around when we do open up and what the rates of vaccination are at. I mean, they do accept that when New Zealand starts to reopen its borders, infection outbreaks are inevitable, that we're not some kind of magical state where, you know, COVID somehow doesn't happen here. But I guess what they are looking at is that vaccination rollout and making sure that a high number of um, adults are fully vaccinated against COVID. The criticism, it's also coming from across the water. The Australian Prime Minister just this evening said that it was absurd that we were continuing to follow an elimination strategy. And there's certainly some people in the community here who um, also feel it's not a strategy that we should stick to. And those comments by the Australian Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, what he said was... The idea of COVID zero, that's not the issue once you get to 70 and 80 per cent. Any state and territory that thinks that somehow they can protect themselves from COVID with the Delta strain forever, that's just absurd. I mean, New Zealand can't do that. They were following an elimination strategy. They're in lockdown. How has this attack been received in New Zealand? It's the the kind of big brother, little brother situation that we have going on with Australia. There are comments saying that Scott Morrison is trying to deflect from the situation happening over in Australia and especially in New South Wales, where the number of Delta cases is, you know, in the 800s now every day. Good evening. Melbourne's COVID nightmare took a nasty turn today with violent clashes across the city. Police using rubber bullets and pepper spray to control protesters. I think people here, they may gripe a little bit about the lockdowns and our strategy, but I think they would also be very, very disappointed if we started to see a lot more deaths and a lot more people that we know infected. So I think I think people do feel like if we play our part, you know, we could crush this outbreak again, especially while vaccination numbers are so low that that just buys us time to get more people vaccinated. And then at the point where we do have a lot more people vaccinated here, then we can look at the roadmap for reopening the country to the world. And on that roadmap, is there a date in place for when that might happen? Because business must be suffering, right? International business. It's not very clear. I mean, they won't even consider opening up the borders until next year, but we're not really sure exactly when that will be. 
We're hoping early next year they are looking at trialing some different border pathways. So things like low, medium, high risk. So if someone, say, is fully vaccinated from a country coming in and they also test negative for the virus, could they have a shorter managed isolation period that might not be actually in one of the hotels but might be at a home. So they are looking at experimenting with those different ways of of letting people back in. But there's businesses certainly feeling it here. There's a lot of businesses who need skilled migrants and they aren't able to come into the country. And the skilled migrants that we have here who came pre-pandemic and were waiting on their families to join them. They've also, you know, lived the last year without 18 months without their families. So, yeah, we're, we're certainly feeling it here and certainly for migrants living here. Now that New Zealand is back in a full level four lockdown, do you think people will follow the rules and stay home? Or is there a sense of complacency in a country which has not really had to deal with a serious COVID wave before this? We have seen how bad it has gotten overseas, and especially for people like myself who have family in Ireland and know people who have had COVID and have been seriously ill from COVID. And, you know, we, we've seen what's happened elsewhere and no one wants that here. No one wants to see our death rate increase. We are quite proud of the fact that we have had so few people die from it here. So in general, people are playing by the rules. There was definitely some complacency prior to lockdown, people not using, for example, the COVID tracer app to scan in at a business, so that which is used for contact tracing here. So there's certainly been some complacency prior to the lockdown. And we've seen, you know, a small number of people arrested for breaching lockdown restrictions. And that's ranged everything from people going out jet boating to, you know, small groups of protesters in in Auckland and Christchurch. But I would say the majority of people are abiding by the rules and, and staying at home. And if people are annoyed by the restrictions or the lockdown, they're much more likely to complain about it on social media and WhatsApp groups rather than taking to the streets like they did in Sydney. And finally, Cathy, I mean, you've lived in New Zealand for, for years. It's your home. But as you mentioned, your family's back in Ireland. No doubt you've been following the Irish media through your family to a certain extent. Do you feel that New Zealand is taking the right approach with its focus on COVID elimination? Or is that even possible in such an interconnected world? I mean, as you've mentioned, at a certain point, it's going to have to reopen. How long can it stay closed off from the rest of the globe? I'd like to think that we're taking the right approach right now, especially when we've got another four million people that need to be fully vaccinated. But equally, I am realistic about the fact that we will have more infection and more outbreaks once we do open up. And I I think that will happen. I think people are keen to reconnect with the world. A lot of Kiwis have families overseas as well and want them to come here and want to go see them. So um, I guess we'll know by this time next year whether we've had the right approach. But right now we're just going to keep going and hopefully we can get home to Ireland and see friends and family soon. Thanks so much for your time, Cathy. That's all for today. In the News will be back on Friday.
ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 